0: It's like salon owners, like when they know they're doing something wrong. So instead of changing it and saying, oh, I messed it up, they double down on it. And you're like, "Mm, that's not going to work. I do that too. I do that when I'm, a lot of us do that when we're wrong. We double down.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Charisse.
0: And I'm David Bosher.
1: And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast.
0: Where we teach you to salon differently
1: let us introduce you to one of our favorite product companies,
0: Reverie. Reverie is hair care for all humans, no matter your hair type. Their clean and innovative formulas nurture the integrity of your hair for unrivaled results.
1: Reverie is made intentionally in California, paying attention to detail at every stage of the process. Their mindfully sourced vegan ingredients and environmentally friendly packaging showcases their commitment to creating alchemy in a bottle.
0: Reverie was created in 2011 by Garrett Markinson, and continues to be a family-owned and operated business to this day.
1: Tap the link in the episode description to get connected with our friends over at Reverie. I don't know who needs to hear this, but stocking retail shelves does not make you money. But do you know what can? Online sales. DTH has partnered with Salon Interactive to bring you a free marketplace to sell the products you love to your clients and followers without having to spend a dime on retail. Salon Interactive brings back the power to the artist. You get to make a large commission from your sales, whether your client and followers buy them at 2 a.m. from their couch or directly from their phone while eating breakfast. Making money in your sleep is now possible with Salon Interactive. Best part is, it's free. Visit saloninteractive.com slash DTH for more details. Recently, it's come to my intention that there is confusion around the concept of success. Like, how do we know we're on the right path to success? How do we know this is what we really want? How do we know that everything is manifesting the way that we wanted it to? And (laughs) when I said this to you a second ago, you were like, it's not. you don't don't know that's what you said you're like you don't know i think what cracks me up is on kind of like a deep conscious level and i think the whole world has shifted into being more conscious so i think what i'm about to say kind of used to sound woo woo but now it's like oh yeah that's just like our daily lives we do this thing where we're like i want to be successful and we pray for it and we manifest it and we think about it. And we meditate on it and we do all these things, right? I want to be successful. I want to be successful. And that's a very vague, like, wish or manifestation, but just for the sake of this podcast. And we're sitting there and we're like, I just want to be successful. I want my salon to make a ton of money. I want it to grow. I want to be famous. I want to have an educational program, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden your staff member comes bebopping over to you and is like – Well, we don't have any towels. And then you instantly get angry. And you're like, how can I ever be successful when this is happening? What cracks me up is something that we teach in our program is through every uncomfortable moment is an opportunity to get closer to the success that you're manifesting. And it's so funny because like, I'll have these salon owners say something to me and I'm like, you do realize you were given exactly what you wanted. And it sounds so small, but it's like the universe is like, oh, you want to be successful? Okay, here. Let's see, leader. (laughs) Right. You're such a big, badass salon owner leader. Let's see how you handle this. And we (laughs) melt down over that one thing and we can't handle it. And it's like I challenge everyone to really look at all these missed opportunities that are getting us closer to our wishes and our dreams and our hopes and our desires that we are just, like, pushing against because it makes us uncomfortable.
0: I think when it comes to success, am I happier, healthier, wealthier than I was last year or two years ago or five years ago, whatever measurement I'm using? You don't usually realize it until there is chaos, right? Like, chaos happens and we fall into it and then we're like, oh, like, Actually, I have come really far. And I think when we think of success, I feel bad for us as Americans because there's no end. Like, there's never enough money. There's never enough. It's never enough. <laughs> yeah, There's it's never enough. And so that's a hard goal to have because if it's never enough and there's no end, at least when you go to college, it's like, and now you graduated. Right? Yeah. Like, there's like a a cutoff like you can measure that you achieved it but like success in life in general is the measurements all screwed up and That's i started ending this, well I, I started doing this thing i started doing it because i have a lot of opinions and my opinions are usually reactive and i realized that they're reactive because i don't always know what they are until i'm confronted with something so i actually started writing down like what i believe to be true in life
1: Mm. i would love to see that list
0: yeah like what i believe and what i don't believe like i don't believe that being good and being spiritual are the same thing i don't believe that you can be successful by doing what you did five years ago things that like just core values not even values i really think they're like beliefs this is what i believe i believe women should have a right to choose rights over their own body like yeah. that is a belief of mine it's written down i've clarified it and as i add to that list it's not really for anyone else it's just for like my own like this is where i exist and this is what i think of as success and what that list has kind of helped me like okay am i doing what i can to help women have those rights am mm-hmm. i Am I working on the things that I want to work on? So it is value oriented and, and it is.
1: Do you believe that list can change in like five years?
0: Yeah. Because
1: mm-hmm. that's one of your beliefs is that you can't do the same thing five years ago.
0: My brother one time said to me during a mental breakdown, he said, you reserve the right to change your mind. Mm. And it gave me a lot of freedom of like, yeah, I believed that. I did that last year and this year I don't believe that anymore or I don't do that anymore. And I don't think that we give ourselves space to do that. And I think that's success. I think success is giving yourself the opportunity to change, develop, grow. And that means changing your mind. And we don't like to change our mind, I think, because it makes, I think we feel either shameful or stupid. So instead of like changing our mind, we double down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like salon owners, like when they know they're doing something wrong. So instead of changing it and saying, oh, I messed it up, they double down on it. And you're like, "Mm, that's not going to work. I do that too. A lot of us do that when we're wrong. We double down. And this is like where like writing down the belief of what I think success is for me helps. Like it it allows me to like relieve myself of having to explain it to everyone. Because I think we live in a society where like, I want everyone to know what I think success is. I want everyone to know like, what I believe, what I think, what I, and it's like. Like, this is matter of fact. Like, I just think I want to know what I believe myself. And that feels like success to me, knowing what I actually think and believe.
1: For me, success is the gray. I don't believe success is black and white. And that's the thing is so many people think, or we view this a lot on social media or in media, or like when we're talking to people, it's like, this is this and that is that. And it's like, well, what if it wasn't? What what's all this fuzziness in in the in-between? And I think that fuzziness is in the in-between is like where I try to look at and keep my beliefs because I think that's where I can be empathetic to situations, to growth, to mistakes, to experiences. And I think that's something that is really lacking in our industry. We talk about it all the time. Like I, and I'm sure I can speak for you too, I think our industry is one of the meanest industries yeah. to each other we talk about community and support in such a fraudulent way yet yep. we are the first to put each other down say some shitty shit try to cancel each other it's awful
0: it's a weird community yeah. it's a strange community because we're not all on the same page we're not but yet like, but we there are. are some things <laughs> there are some things that we are there are some things that we're not But i do think there's something going on specifically in our industry and i do think that a lot of our frustration comes from the fact that we aren't paid properly and if you work your ass off and you're not paid properly and you don't know how to get paid and then you see someone else getting paid your options are yeah your options are how do i learn from them or i resent them how dare they i can't believe and it's just like you know, I I think about when we started to Destroy the Hairdresser, I thought a long time ago that success in this company would be that I could have an income, and I could coach people, and I could do hair when I want to, and, like, payment bills, right? Like, that was my version of success 10 years ago. That's what I was looking for. And now, as things keep growing, it's not that it's not enough, but you're like, oh, like, There's another level. We have more work to do. another level, right?
1: We like unlock a new door of like, oh, this is what we have to do now. And we teach that to our students. I talked about this recently with our future-proof students about how there's a lot of pressure in our program. Not pressure that we are choosing to put on, but pressure that as students you can put on yourself because we're constantly making you aware of things that you need to work on and vice versa, and we're sharing our experiences too. Anybody that's not in our program, like one of the biggest things our students say is they love that we share our our vulnerable moments. Like in half my calls, I'm sharing my learning experiences with my students. Um, They're not doing it themselves, we're doing it too with our coaches and our work. Our coaches have coaches, have coaches, have coaches, like no joke. And there's a lot of pressure to constantly find the what's next. And that's a great thing, but also, there's a moment where you have to kind of pause and have appreciation before you go on to the what's next. I saw this TikTok and I can't even give credit to the speaker. It was like a TED talk. You might've seen it floating around, but I saw it and this lady was talking about a story that was told to her. And the story was like, okay, this man asked a group of people, like, if you were given A million dollars tomorrow if you woke up there's a million dollars in your bank account how would you feel and obviously all the people were like i would feel ecstatic i would feel peace i would feel freedom i would feel all of these things right like i would feel like my whole life is just the way it's supposed to be just from seeing these zeros in a digital bank account right he said okay what if you would receive that money and you could do with it what you wish but when you woke up the next day you wouldn't be alive anymore would you still take the money? Like, would you take the money and make sure all your life and world and people and your family were taken care of? But you wouldn't be here. And everybody was like, absolutely not. You can't put a price on life. This money isn't isn't worth it, all of those things. And then he asked if the value of your life is more, if it's more valuable than having that million dollars, why don't we wake up every day feeling the way we would if we had a million dollars in our account? Like, why don't we wake up every day like, right feeling free and feeling and our teachers our coaches teach us lack of appreciation is exactly that we don't feel that way because we have lack of appreciation when we have expectations when we have entitlement it usually creates anger and resentment and then we miss out on the opportunity to appreciate and when we talk to our students all the time they're like how do i not feel lack and the only answer to not feel lack is appreciation And for me, I think that is success, to be able to pause and look at and appreciate what I've done so that I can have the energy and the capacity to go forward with doing more. Owning a salon or working in your own suite requires a large amount of financial understanding. And if you are anything like me, you don't love doing math. That's why we teamed up with Salon Scale, the first of its kind, all-in-one professional salon app to calculate all of your back items and more. Whether you do extensions, color, or find yourself overordering, salon scale can keep track of it all. Stop guessing on your expenses, go digital and get salon scale. Want 10% off your annual subscription? Tap the link in our episode description to use the code DTH10 at checkout.
0: If you know Destroy the Hairdresser, then you know we talk about hourly pricing all the time. That is why partnering with Aura was a no-brainer. Aura is a new salon booking software that works for salons switching to hourly pricing. Implement the hourly pricing model seamlessly with Aura's online booking experience. Salons can customize pricing per provider and display the provider's hourly rate. If you're switching to hourly, switch to Aura. Tap the link in our episode description to unlock instant savings. I think if people are like me, I have appreciation, but I also I have this mindset that like if I stop working, Mm -hmm. it's all gonna fall apart. And what's funny is that like I don't want to explain it. As long as I am constantly thinking about it, my brain has told me as long as you're constantly thinking about it, it'll be fine. So I'm just always thinking about working, whether I'm working or not. And then I'm exhausted whether I'm working or not. And only recently in the last couple of years has it been like this understanding and this trust. I think that what I've built, what you've built, what we've built together will actually keep going, even with or without us. And I think when you own a salon, you have to get to that place, too. And that requires you to actually remove yourself and to step back and to allow you know, your team and your staff to step up. And it's not perfect. There is no perfect. And things happen. But I think learning to, like, step away and be like, no, like, I like leading. And there are people on my team that like leading. And if I step back to take a deep breath, it allows the next person to experience what I've been experiencing, which is success in their role, right? And I think that as salon owners, we make some assumptions one, we think no one wants to work. And honestly, I don't think everyone does. And I don't think that's a bad thing. We're just trained as Americans that like you have to work. And mm-hmm. you, you know, I was grew up with the with a with a dad who said, you don't have to like it. That's why it's called work. Right. Like, yeah, that was how I was raised. But I don't know if I ever told this story. I, the, Sid, I don't know how many episodes we have, but I think I told the story, but I don't know.
1: I know. I always have to do a disclaimer of, like, I black out during podcasts, and I have no idea what he said, so we repeat ourselves. I may have said
0: this every single time, or I may (laughs) have never said it. So there's this story as a kid that I used to read about, I think there were mice. And the mice would work all summer so that they could survive through the winter, right? Mm. But except for one mouse... Who did not do that during the summer? He laid in the sun. He played, and and yeah, he played and he enjoyed the sun. He rested, and in the winter, the mice were mad at him because they're like, "Why does he get to eat when, like, we're the ones that spent all summer working?" But he kept their spirits up because he would remind them of what it was like to lay in the sun and what summer is going to be like once it returns. And he kind of brought a different thing to the table, and I always thought that was an interesting story as a kid for different reasons. But now as an adult, I'm like, I do think people have to work obviously to make money, but assuming that everyone should want to work and should like to work, not everyone finds success in work.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right? Like when we have a stylist who only wants to work one day a week, that might be a version of success for that person. We can't really, it's not my version of success. I like money. I like working. I like earning. I like that feeling. And this person likes it in a different way or, you know, it's kind of like for a long time when we would kind of talk to salon owners about their team, it would always be, I just don't get why they don't want more clients. I don't Mm -hmm. get why they don't work more hours. I think there's a level into, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that a lot of people think, and I'm that person too, that if I work hard enough and I make enough money, something magically will happen. I'm not like sure all their problems
1: will, will be solved. Yeah, true. like I don't know. What,
0: I'm not sure what will happen, but like I do think, like my reactive mind is like, yeah. If you work really hard, and you make a ton of money. Then, like that's success. I do think. I think that is a reactive belief that I have, and it has never come true, no matter how <laughs> much money I make.
1: It's so true.
0: It's never because we through.
1: all we all do the thing of like if i if i just had this if i just had that and then we get that if i just had this it, that goes back to you saying it's never enough it's, it's never lack. enough money yes yeah. it's lack it's never enough i think there's two different consciousness you know conscious can, nigh. conscious nigh consciousnesses
0: consciousnesses <laughs>
1: <laughs> it could be it's never enough and then we go into a place of lack right? It's never enough. I can never do enough. Why even try, right? That's going to take us into a place of lack of feeling overwhelmed, Kate Ken's favorite word. Or it can be, it's never enough. My work here is never enough. I appreciate what I've done, and I'm always going to move forward. And I think that's where there's two different versions of it's never enough, And I think some people have that mentality where it's never enough. They can't stop. They're like, look what I've accomplished, but I got to keep going. And there's some people that are like, isn't that enough? Haven't I done enough? What more do I have to do? Which is lack mindset. I think to wrap it up in a little bow, if you were to leave our listeners with one last bit of advice or consciousness around the concept of success, what would it be?
0: I don't have a piece of advice, but I can tell you, my personal experience I don't feel successful owning part of this company I feel successful when I'm reading on my couch and when I'm at dinner with my partner or my friends like the work that I'm doing and I feel successful that I can see my success and still want more while still appreciating what i've done so far i i like i think success Like knowing is you can sit on a
1: couch knowing what you've accomplished and knowing that you're gonna accomplish more kind of thing like you can read a book
0: yeah i think success for me right now is like getting out of the rat race of wanting more because i know that i'm gonna get up and achieve more naturally Mm. It's just who I am. It's it's not a, oh my gosh, I hope I, you know, I gotta get to the. It's like, no, like, David is someone who wakes up and will go achieve something. And I think a lot of people are like that. Like, we got to give ourselves a break. Like, you don't have to keep reminding yourself to do more. You're you're gonna do it.
1: It's gonna happen.
0: In fact, the opposite is that you have to remind yourself to take a break. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what I'm saying. I feel successful in being able to see success the success that I'm experiencing because I think this is the first year I've been able to see it. Yeah. And feel it. Even though it's been there the whole time.
1: Like the whole entire time.
0: Yeah. I can finally, even like, when we didn't it. have money. <laughs> exactly.
1: It was still there.
0: I gotta be honest, I was more fulfilled when we didn't have money and we were like really working hard at building this. Now working hard at Maintaining it and growing it in the right direction, like it's a different.
1: It's different, yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize we've been around for a long time, <laughs> doing this yeah. for a long time.
0: If you go back to the first podcast episode, you definitely. Mm-hmm. I've been it's doing embarrassing. This since
1: 2012. Ten years. My version of success, or my idea, my consciousness—like if I could leave something—is. You know, I used to always say, I need to make enough money. I need to do this so that I can take a break. I can take Saturdays off. I can take all those things. Right. So I have everything right now that me five years ago prayed for, wished for, begged for, worked for. Worked for. Right. And it's funny is like all of a sudden my mind goes into a lack place of like, oh my God, I'm I need to do more busy work versus more proactive work. So my version of success right now is appreciating the pause to be able to have the time and space to create bigger things to elevate the vessel of this company, to be able to have the space to create a video for my students, which sometimes I wouldn't even have time to, or to think about podcast topics or to have time to talk to people that have questions or are suffering that DM us on Instagram, like, to have time to be available and truly be available and not be available for the sake of being busy, be available in a space to give light and knowledge and guidance and mentorship. And that's a really hard thing to do because I'm uh, the rat race that you talked about, like we're so used to go, 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 that I'm still going. I'm still on a bullet train (laughs) to who knows Bill. And, I'm I'm literally just taking right and left turns as we move through this business. But just being available, I think, is my version of success because I've always wanted that. I wanted to always be able to give more. And now I have the time and space to give more. And I'm trying not to freak out about that.
0: (laughs) And we talked about it today. I think if you're someone who struggles in life in any way, getting out of bed is success yeah, I've just now started sleeping like a normal person. I didn't know that was a thing. I find that to be very successful. Eating healthier when I'm not used to that, like there's just like little little things. But I think, yeah, I think clarifying what success is to you right now, which it won't be that tomorrow in two weeks or two years, right? But in like, an hour, <laughs> and it's not a goal. I don't think it should be a goal. It's like, what is the success right now, like? I pay my bills. We had a student say for the first time in her career, the salon could pay its rent on time. And that that was a relief, right? It also
1: created a new set of fears.
0: (laughs) A new set of fears. Like, how do I keep going now? I got to keep, you know, it's like, again, but like that's a moment of success that you have to appreciate. You worked to get there. And I think everyone can relate to that. Like every hairdresser If you look back when you first started to where you are now, I'm sure where you are now is a lot better than where you were when you started. But we don't ever experience like that. We're like, no, I got to get to the next thing. So give yourself some credit. Take a deep breath. Life feels like it's going really fast. My advice is to stop looking at Instagram so much.
1: Should be our next episode of like stop looking at Instagram
0: so much. Which is so funny because that's our whole... Our whole business was built on Instagram. We're like, stop looking at it. Yeah. But it makes sense. That's all, folks. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Every time I see, like, a meme or a video or a photo or whatever.
1: It hits you in a spot you didn't know you had.
0: And then my first thought is, I wish a bitch would. (laughs) And then my second thought is what's the acronym for that same? And then I go, oh, it's I W A B W. I wish a bitch would.